welcome to a There It Is podcast mini episode, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration with a quick tip. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. And this is episode number 18, which means we have 17 other mini episodes and all episodes of the podcast, mini or otherwise, are available wherever you get podcasts and they are all in the feed. And today's episode is not just going to highlight things I think. I asked a few friends and a couple of previous guests about their thoughts on today's subject. Today's topic is freeing your mind in improv. Improvisers, have you ever sat in an audience during an improv show and felt like your creative mind was more open than when you perform? You're just sitting there and you are following everything. You understand every move. You see what's going on. You're picking up on nuances. You have so many ideas, more ideas than you feel like you have when you perform. Your mind just feels super free, free in a way that You wish it was how you thought when you performed. Have you ever experienced that? I have. It's annoying. I think everyone has experienced that. What is that all about? Well, the first person who had thoughts on this was Jimmy Corain, the Chicago improviser and instructor, and he's also the host of Improv Nerd, and he empathized. He said that this is true for him as well, and it's also true for him with teaching. He said that when he's teaching, he can see things going on up there that he would not see if he was performing. And he said part is expectation and the different roles we play. And if we are going to an improv show, we are in a relaxed state. We don't have to work like we would if we were performing. So the pressure is off. However, when he's on stage, he's in a different state than when he's watching. And that's so true, right? He's not the only one who said that. Ben Burris of the Alchemy Comedy Theater in Greenville, South Carolina, said that he thinks there are a few factors at play. He, again, said the pressure to be funny is off. You're also sat at an angle to be more immersed in what's happening on stage. When you're sitting in the audience, you can see things in a different way. And you also might be seeing really experienced or at least tight-knit players. When you're on stage, sometimes your brain is going a mile a minute and you miss the forest for the trees. When you're off stage, you're in a more relaxed state of mind and can let the connections come to you. And when you're watching a show, you're often getting the optimal view of all the little subtleties and faces that the sideline players only catch glimpses of. That's so true, especially if you're in one of those theaters where it's a backline. You're only seeing the backs of heads. But if you're on the sidelines, you don't get that front angle that the audience has. So this tells me maybe don't beat yourself up so much if you're sitting in the audience like, why don't I have these ideas when I'm performing? Well, it's kind of natural. You're seeing things a different way and and the pressure is just not high. Uh, I think another thing that happens is when you're on the sidelines, you're thinking about what you could do. That's the frame of mind you're watching the show from. When you're in the audience, you're just watching it. You're just seeing what's happening and you're picking up on things. But when you're on the sidelines, you are watching, but you're not watching to watch. You're watching to get involved. And you're thinking, oh, um, so I don't have an idea for this what would I do? Oh, I don't know. And you get in your head or maybe you're just standing on the sidelines thinking, OK, uh, they're referencing the mom a lot. Maybe I can go in and be the mom. And 
while you're thinking about that, maybe you're missing stuff. Which brings me to the next point from James Casada, comedian and producer of Sounds Funny Records and Sounds Funny Radio at The Pit. He said that if you're not catching what's going on in a scene, one thing is that sometimes you might be watching a scene on the sidelines and think, oh, shoot, I don't know what's going on. I must have missed something. You might be right. Maybe you did miss something. But there are plenty of times when you don't miss anything and you don't know what's going on because no one does. That very likely happens, right? That happens in the audience. We're watching a show and you're like, what's happening here? That can happen on the sidelines. And this is because the players haven't figured out what's happening yet. So that's something that can get you in your head when you're on the sidelines watching. Eleanor Lewis of Armando Diaz Experience, also known as ADX, and Sexy Baby at the Magnet Theater in New York City made a great sports analogy to this phenomenon. She said, it's famously very easy to say what your favorite team should have done to win the game when you're just watching on TV. It's much harder to see in the moment. Players that have that vision and awareness to make the types of plays that are obvious to viewers have good field sense. They know where their teammates are and how the play is developing. So they're able to make key decisions that look effortless to viewers and impressive to other players. Some people have innate field sense. You see this in top playmakers in soccer and basketball, like Messi, or if you can dig up old footage of Johan Cruyff, I think that's how you pronounce it. Nevertheless, a couple of guys who were great at soccer and have innate field sense. So that explains what's going on, why it's going on, but how do you deal with what's going on? Well, Eleanor goes on to say you can develop field sense by watching a lot of games, watching your own footage back, and making a clear effort to be mindful of certain things like the positioning of your teammates and your own position on the field when you're practicing. She goes on to say, I think it's similar in improv. The more you watch and the more types of improv you watch, the better your awareness will be. Unfortunately, the best way to develop this quickly would probably be to watch back tape of your own performances. But watching your own shows back regularly is, as she put it, real serial killer behavior. <laughs> Eleanor is so funny. I love her. But at the same time, practicing awareness of the moves your teammates have made will go a long way, as will just watching a lot of shows, especially with a critical eye towards how scenes are developing and how actions the players have taken to make the scene develop in that way. Brilliant advice. Ben had this advice. Try to find moments of calm on stage. And also try to arrange your stage so that you are able to see everything the audience sees. And this is just a performer note that he had. Experienced players don't just bring an idea, but they bring an invitation to play a scene. So the way I take that to mean is the other performers who are in the scene gifting you, bringing you into the scene and giving you specific things to do helps you perform in ways that maybe you didn't naturally think of. James' tips are that if someone is in their head on the sidelines, try to let go of planning or thinking of ideas for edits and just watch and enjoy. Stay open to those intuitive gut feelings that tell you when to edit, walk on, or tag to another scene, etc. And just be prepared to take the leap when you feel in the moment. 
There's that famous note, follow your feet. He goes on to say, in general, remember that most of what we do in improv classes and rehearsals is meant to build habits and sensibilities. Those things are meant to become more reflexive when you're performing, which is to say when you're doing a show, you should generally be thinking less than when you're in a class or rehearsal. In a show, you need to trust that the right moves will come to you. I completely agree with that. It's really all about instincts. That's why you perform so much. That's why they say to play a lot, get on stage a lot, perform a lot, practice a lot. It's so those right moves can become more instinctual. James also said that one other thing that can help is just talking with your team after a show. Now, you don't give notes to your teammates or be passive aggressive, but ask honest, curious questions like, did we name you in that one scene? Or how did that one scene start? Or was that scene a callback to something? Or were we starting something new? Questions like that. He said this will give you a better idea of how your perceptions match up with the rest of the room. If you're feeling lost and still need to play an active role in the scene, be playful about your position. Sometimes it can be fun to let your uncertainty peek through. Nothing wrong with a little tongue-in-cheek to signal you're not quite sure about what's happening, and it's completely natural to find yourself in this position from time to time. Just don't overindulge or use this mode as a crutch. Oh gosh, he's so right there. The shows where people are being too meta or too tongue-in-cheek and inside baseball and that becomes the show, and it's just a big crutch that they're leaning on to get laughs, oh, those can be rough shows to watch. And my final thought on this is meditate before shows. I've said it before on the podcast. I will say it again. There are two bonus episodes of the podcast, one with Jessica Broadbeck and another with Jackie Stewart, that are great to do before shows. Jackie's is tailored to performers and Jessica's is a senses meditation. I feel really present when I perform after meditating and I'm listening and picking up on things better than when I don't meditate. I cannot stress enough how good it is to meditate before shows. You really truly pick up on more. You listen better. You feel more present. You feel more open. You feel more free. It feels more like when you're sitting in the audience just watching. Thanks for listening to this mini episode. All episodes of the podcast are available wherever you get podcasts. Follow Eleanor on Instagram at validation underscore bot and see her perform on ADX at the Magnet Theater in New York City every Saturday night. Magnettheater.com for more info. Follow James on Instagram at JamesQUYOU and check out his show Sounds Funny Radio Live at The Pit. Go to thepit-nyc.com for details on when they put that show up. Follow Ben on Insta at Burris, Ben. And if you're near the upstate of South Carolina, see Ben perform at the Alchemy Comedy Theater in downtown Greenville. Go to alchemycomedy.com for details. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash there it is. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Farr Picks. Also subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info, links in bio. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. Jason Farr.